Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for Rollin' with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now in Cabot. Coach, I got to tell you, I, I just thoroughly enjoyed, well, not every minute of the SEC Southern basketball that they had the other night on the SEC Network especially like, obviously, the segment involving the 94 championship run by the Razorbacks. I text, Rick, I text Coach, and I said, man, I just want to tell you thank you for the memories and uh, what a great, great time it was just going back down memory lane. Coach, did you get a chance to see it? I did, and uh, I appreciate your, your comments and, and, and reaching out to me. Uh, yes, I, I looked at uh, yes, I, I saw it a couple of times. That, of course, I think it came on real early in the morning. I happened to catch another piece of it. But uh, it brought back from, uh, tremendous and wonderful memories. There's no question about it. You know, <laughs> there are special moments in life that do you, even when they're happening, do we always appreciate it? Can you look back no. in 1994 and think, wow, that, that was that was really something. I mean, did you think that at the time? But not at the time. You know, you, when you, you look back at things, they, they seem to be a lot bigger than they were uh, during the time that you were maybe going through it. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it, it just it sometimes it's, it's hard to, to explain the, the feeling that you have before and after. But... As you grow older, you realize that you have probably been able to do something that a lot of coaches never get that opportunity to, now, to have that kind of feeling. You look at when Alabama so wins the national championship, Nick Saban looks like he's, hey, that was nice, now let's go win the next one. <laughs> uh, but, now, he may go overboard there, but did you even then – get a chance to celebrate a little bit? Uh, did I get a chance? Yes. Of course. I mean, the, the celebration was already there in the arena, out of the arena, uh, at the hotel uh, the following day that, that followed that. And it's just like everyone was so happy. You know, you wish that you could go through life. But everybody being as happy as they were happy. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was happy, happy. You know, it's amazing. And, and, and you know, it's hard to get that that feeling to, unless you do it again. But then you can do it again and again and again, and it's all of a sudden become automatic. But the, end, the, the, the national championship is, is something very special. Uh, like I said before, a lot of us, have tried and uh, and haven't been able to succeed because it's such just getting to the final four is, is such a, a chore. Well, think about '94, getting to the final four. I mean, there were some tough moments. You had to beat a very good Michigan team, but for the most part, you got there. The next year was so much harder, even to get to the final four, wasn't it? Because of those first two round games. 
you, you got to understand that if you put the bullseye now, it, it's on every every game was a national championship game. Every game. I mean, when it started day one, when we opened up our season, I mean, it, it was, you know, you better be ready. That's why I admire that team so, so much because after coming off, usually you can go back. It's very few teams that think Florida was able to do it. Probably Duke's been able to do it. And, of course, before then was the UCLA dynasty. Right. But but they, that's, you know, going going to the Final Four are, are very difficult. And, and if you can just get there, then I believe you have a chance to win it all. Winning six games, I, that's why it's one of the hardest things to do in football. Of course, they're making it harder with the playoffs, but you win one or two in the playoffs and, you're, and you've won it. In basketball, you got to win six games, and all it takes is one off night not to win. Well, one, once we have one, one night off, off uh, you know, the guy's not playing as well. But you're right, there's, there's, there's six ball games, and – you got, to, you know, I was, I was really pleased and happy after getting away from it. We won eleven. We won eleven and one, in a period of two years. Yeah. You know that's. I mean, first of all, I couldn't win one. Then all of a sudden, I went eleven straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's amazing. What it's amazing what you can do when you got the right right kids and right coaching. The right everything goes falls into kind of fall into place and uh, a, a, a break here or there and you're off and running. Well, I've said this many times, and you think about college basketball and the elitism that exists: Kentucky, North Carolina, Kansas, Indiana at one point, UCLA. Other than those schools, I'm not sure anybody has had a six-year run like you did. Six years, three Final Fours, national championship won more games than anybody in college basketball. So a school like Arkansas shouldn't be able to do that. How did you do it? Well, as I said before, I had some great kids and had a great coaching staff. We all worked. We really worked together. And I think once we got rolling and started believing in what we were doing, and players saw the game through my eyes, uh, the assistant coaches saw it through my eyes. I mean, it was a, it was a team effort. You know, I always say you, you have to have a team to fulfill a dream, and and I had that team to fulfill dreams of getting to Final Fours. I never thought about it that rig, but you know, you're a master of knowing the stats and statistics. <laughs> uh, you, you, you're so far ahead from a statistics standpoint of knowing who won what and where it, it that to me is, is mind-boggling that you can come back and, you know you tell me things that i said hell i didn't do that you told me something I, I i all i did was hope you know we go out and play and try to win that that was you know we always said there's those who play to play and there's those who play to win, and I, I certainly tried to win. Well, just think about it, and our listeners are smart. They may call, but who else other than those handful of schools I mentioned has ever had a six-year run like that? Nobody that I know. Well, I don't know, Rick. The only one would know the answer to that is the you. 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it was pretty amazing. And, and you beat everybody. You beat Duke. You beat yeah. North Carolina. You beat everybody that was any good. You beat. That's that's pretty amazing. Coach, at, at what point, if you can remember back on that 94 season in particular, did you kind of begin to believe or sense, though, that you had a group that really was special? Was there was there a time that you kind of felt like, that man, this these guys they make they make him win it all. You know, I've said this before that I, I didn't just set my. You know, there's there's a major goal, and that major goal is for every basketball coach. I think is to want to win a national championship. There, sure. that's the ultimate, and and so we leave it there. Then I would be more concerned about day-to-day or game-to-game or practice-to-practice. And I think that kept me from looking way ahead. It it kept me focused on just being able to win a game. Uh And and if I could get my guys to to perform up to their capabilities and I could push them to that point, then we were going to be able to do it. Uh, But for just, oh, boy, we're close. We got a chance. To, to win a national championship. Well, I thought that from day one. <laughs> so that didn't wouldn't have surprised me if I didn't think it after day two or three or four or five or game 20. You know, you uh, felt that if it is to be, you know, again, it's, it's going to be up to me uh, to get my guys to execute and do the things that can help us win a national championship. Guys, we got a caller. Let's get okay. to Pat. All right, Pat. Good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Coach Richardson? Yes, guys. How are y'all this evening, Coach? Man, how are you? Thank you. I just wanted to um, I wanted to get Coach's input on how to solve a lack of movement issue. Because looking at the offense the last four or five games, there's just been no movement at all, except for whoever has the ball. And it seems like the point guards are just trading it back and forth. At the top of the, at the top of the three point line, trying to figure out who's who's doing something with it. And I'll go ahead and hang up and listen to that. But how do you solve that lack of movement, Coach? How do you get players to hit their free throws? And how do you get players <laughs> to move? And I'll hang up and listen. Thank y'all. Thank you, Pat. You know, <laughs> I can only answer that question for what I just what uh, what I do. And, but what I do is out of the box. I'm not an in-the-box type of basketball coach. I do things that don't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. Uh, that's why I was telling my grandson, I, I, if I had me for coach, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't play basketball because of the demand. Uh, the command uh, is it, it, enormous. I mean, I expect for our guys when we come to practice that we're going to, you know, we're going to, play the game the way I think it should be played. And that's up-tempo. And I, 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 I'm going to play the game where uh, I'm going to take chances. I'm a, I'm a, a gambler when it comes to the games of basketball. I, I'll trap you, double-team you. I'll do whatever I can to erupt what you what you do. And so we do that in practice. You, you know, you just – what you do is take your practice to the game. And to me – we could score. Why did we score? Because we had an, a defense that helped our offense and vice versa. I, I don't think I could 
won a lot of ball games if I didn't get 80, 90 points. But I, I never set a number. I, all I said is that, you know, if we push the ball, we're going to push it every single time, make, miss. You, you're going you're gonna to be, you're going to have to cover it. I, I felt that way all the time. And that's why people who, coaches that would come to my gym and watch us work out in junior college or, or Tulsa University and here in Arkansas, uh, they, they couldn't understand why I put our guys the way I did. And, and, and I, I, I said it over and over again, but just saying that fatigue made cowards of me. And, uh-huh. and I was into getting to your legs. And I, I, I did. I, I thought of those kinds of things as opposed to this guy's left-handed, and he he goes to his left twenty-five times. Well, hell, if we watch this from him, you know that's the way he goes. So that's how he plays. And so uh, I wanted to always have them trying to figure out how to stop me. I don't want to figure out how to stop you because uh, I figure I already know how to stop you. If you if you look at basketball today, ninety-five percent of all college teams run the same, almost identical offense. Pick and pop. Pick and roll. You know, and all those ones that they think is new, back in the 30s they ran pick and roll. <laughs> you know, back in the 20s they ran fast break basketball. But, you know, all of a sudden they become something that really no one feel they have, I don't think, control over the players. When they're when you tell them that we're going to run and execute, that's what we're going to do. We're going to execute, not run and gun. That's what everybody says we do. So we run and execute. If we can do that, we're going to score points. We're going to play good defense. Uh, we got to rebound. All those things come into play when you're when you're playing hard. Coach, if everybody's running the same offense, <clears throat> how does anybody score? Because you that's you what they don't. They don't. Fix, yeah, you're right. That scoring's down. You're right. But yeah, they don't score. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, Coach Ashton got angry with me one day because I, the score played. We played Oklahoma State, and the score was seven, about ten to eleven, I believe, at halftime. <laughs> and uh, we ended up, I think, we won thirty-one to thirty-two. And uh, the guy asked me. Uh, well, you guys played some great defense. And I said, we did? <laughs> he said, yeah. I said, hell, I thought we were playing keep away. They kept away from us. And we kept away from them. And there's been no clock in those days. Hell, we right. just passed that, fast, 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 and take the same shot that we just missed on just 14, 15 passes. And, and that taught me something about what I wanted to do when I had a chance to, to coach my own team. We obviously watch Arkansas. And I was thinking that last night, Nolan, as I was watching the game. I'm sure you watched the game. I'm thinking, Tennessee knows everything Arkansas needs to do to score, and they keep stopping it, and it makes you wonder, one, how they have been successful so many times, and why other teams that do the same defensive scheme can't stop them. Is it just a matter of who's got the better athletes and who executes better? Well, that's part of it. And and, and we got a really good basketball coach in Muslim, and I, I think I think uh, his his teams are, 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 you know, they they haven't been able to win some games, but to me, they're still a very very good basketball team. You know, uh, the, the nights that they hit some shots, they're really really tough to beat. I, I don't think anybody can beat them. 
and they they hitting hitting a few shots. Uh, uh, you know, at times I, I I'd love to see push it at him and attack, but uh, that's that may not be the style, and that may not be what he likes to do. Uh, not that my way is the best way. It just wasn't what I felt like. I, I want to try to attack you while the defense is still moving. I don't want to go down, set up, the defense sets up, and now here we go. My my turn, your turn, my turn, your turn of who's running the best offense. Uh, I, I, I wasn't into that. I, I want to erupt. I wanted to be... Uh, make you very uncomfortable the way we play. Coach, does everything, I think, this is my opinion, does everything start, though, with having to have a Corey Beck type of point guard for a team? Well, I can I can tell you this about point guard. There's only, to me, only been really one true point guard that I had in, in those 17 years, a true, true point guard, and that was Kareem Reed. He had to have the ball 90% of the time in his hand. The other guards that we've had, Lee Mayberry, all uh, uh, truck, uh, you know, even if you even went to 80 teams uh, uh, with Ralvin Robinson, uh, Todd Day, all everybody that said that, that could handle the basketball to take it up the floor with a, either with a pass or a dribble. If you run the type of game that we try to run, you don't need a point guard. You can have two guards and they both, neither one of them are point. But that's the style that we play. We don't need, we, we didn't need point guards. But we had with Beck, he was a combo. He could play the two or the one. But then you had a guy like Joe Johnson could play one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> then I had a kid named Paul Pressey that said if they had six, he could play six. <laughs> I mean, when you have those kind of players that are so interchangeable defensively and offensively, then you've got something very special. Beck happened to be one of those guys that were pretty special. All right, guys, let's uh, talk to the Trim Man. Trim Man, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Coach Richardson. Yes, I do. Good afternoon. First off, let me say, uh, Coach, it was an honor to, to speak with you, and thank you for all the great years you gave us. That's thank you. My, my question is, is uh, two, two questions. Who was the funnest uh, player you enjoyed coaching the most out of all your years? And the second question is, is there a team out there now that you see that tries to play the way you coach? And if not, well, why do you think nobody tries to do that? I'll hang up with you. All right, Coach, hold your answer because we got a music. We'll remind you the questions when we come back. Who is the most fun okay. player to coach? And does anybody play your style today? There you go. All right, hang on, Coach. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Coach Nolan Richardson, thanks to Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. Drive Time Sports will continue. It's time for Rolling with Nolan <laughs> on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now in Cabot. And by the way, 
Illinois State, Arkansas, tied up 9-9, bottom of the 11th inning. Wow. And Arkansas is at the plate. Goodness. <clears throat> Score run and win the game. Okay, Coach, who was the most fun player you ever coached? The most what? The most fun. Oh, fun? Yep. Oh, none of them. <laughs> none of them. <laughs> If, if I were to name, if I were to name one, then I have four hundred more that are angry with me. So, so in order to stay on the the, the safe side, which is not that I want to brag about, is uh, I didn't. I I enjoyed all of my guys. I mean, it, it, there was times that I I could want to knock some head off some, but it didn't last very long. They were very good people. Well, I had, I had fun coaching all my guys. Coach, okay. now explain the timing. I, I love the story about the first time you met you met Big Nasty. He's at a gas station, and right across, yeah, yeah, right across the street, right across the street from the arena in Little Rock. You know that little gas station that, that's that's yeah. where I, that, that's where it happened. I think he's 12, 13 years old. He's, he's, he's a little kid, but he was with a big body and big feet. Did you know who he was or that he was a basketball player? And did, and surely he knew you. Well, you know, after I had a chance to meet him, not long after that, they showed a clip of him tearing down a, a goal. You know, he, he went up and dunked in it <laughs> and, and, and brought it down. And there he was, a seven. There's guys seniors in college was trying to do it and there's a seventh eighth grade boy that's doing it down here in Arkansas. So yes, uh, I had the uh, pleasure of getting a chance to meet him as a young very young boy. And he, size fifteen him, shoes coach? Is that is that what I heard nasty? I say? think he, I think he I think he fudged a little bit. I think it was really seventeen. They were the biggest feet I ever saw. And I said, my God, how old are you, son? 15? Oh, Michael? Wow. You grow, to your, you grow to your feet, you're going to be a monster. <laughs> See, I, I know that Lee Wilson wore size 17. The only reason I know Lee Wilson wore 17 was when we built the museum at Bud Walton Arena, we put a pair of his shoes in there. So, uh <clears throat> Because to show for kids to walk in and see how big some of those guys' feet were. So Corliss may have also, but I do know Lee Wilson was a size 17. That's a big yeah. foot. That is one big foot. Kendall, Kendall Diggs just drove in Peyton Stovall. Oh, good. And Arkansas walks it off 10 to 9 over Illinois State. That's, okay, so, that's a good one. So Coach that's a good says win. Since you wouldn't say who your most fun player was, <laughs> anybody ever did any player ever have the courage to pull a prank on you? And if so, do you remember what it was? Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't remember anyone pulling a prank. <laughs> They're too scared of you. <laughs> well, after he talked I, about I, that I, bear, I, I would I, I would make sure that I told him if. Now, now, if you guys see me in a fight with a bear, yeah. you better help the bear. Guys. You better help the bear because I'm going I'm to make sure I whoop him. And so 
I guess they they took that as serious. I, I was just uh, that was a bluff, but some 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 of the guys thought it was for real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I, I'm I'm going to play like I'm Bob Holt here, and I'm going to try a different angle. <clears throat> Do you remember the best joke any of your players ever told to you, or the best joke you told to a player to get some laughter? Oh man, I, I uh, you know, I'm I, I like uh, I, I can't think of how you can put it, but I would tell them a small story at the end of every one of our meetings before a game or that getting prepared. And I told him one, and it, it, it kind of <laughs> I told him about the two frogs that were hungry, and, and that's who we are. And they, they they went and got on top of the milk back in the old days, and uh, they, they were drinking milk, just drinking, and and they got top heavy and they fell in and into this big tub of milk, and and they kept trying to get out and couldn't get out, kept trying, and and what was happening is that they were at the same time, one of the frogs said to the other one frog said to the frog said to him. We're not going to make it, so I'm, I'm through. I'm, I'm, I'm giving up. And he gave up, and he didn't make it. Well, the other frog stayed, and he kept uh, doing chicken and whatever. He turned that milk, and it turned to butter. And when it turned more solid, he walked out. I said, what's the moral to the story? He said, don't drink too much milk. <laughs> I said, no, the moral to the story is if you don't give up, you could turn the milk. So when you hear me say turn it, that means you ain't going to give up. <laughs> so I, I think they all walked around and, and yeah, my way, that was something. But, you know, <laughs> those are the kind of stories I would tell them to give them the feeling that we're not going to quit no matter what happens. Now, your, your friend over there, he, he gave up. So look what happened to him. So if you want that to happen to you, give up. So, you know, I mean, those are the kind of stories that I, I would share with my players. You had to be inventive there. I've never seen a frog in milk. So uh, <laughs> wherever, you, wherever you came up with that, that's pretty amazing. <clears throat> Guys, okay, so Dr. Dr. Dale is waiting. All right. Dr. Dale, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Coach Richardson. Yes, I do. And uh, thank you for letting me talk to uh, Coach Richardson. Uh, it is an honor. Uh, I was just wanting to say that I retired being a doctor in Polk County for 39 years mm. last Friday. Wow. Well, congratulations on retirement. Oh, man. Wonderful. Thank you. And the best thing I've got from my retirement, besides the love of the community, was a signed basketball by Nolan and Eric Musselman both. And I was just overwhelmed with it. But that's a rarity. So, Coach, you signed many many basketballs these days, and he said he got a basketball with your signature and Eric Musselman's signature. That's got to be pretty rare. Yes. I I tell you, I, I can believe it. There's the, do, I mean, you, do you get somebody else to sign them, or you sign them yourself? 
No, no, I signed. I, if they gave you a ball with my signature, it's, it's more. It's, I hope it's all mine. <laughs> yeah, Thank I, I think you got much. your legitimate ball there. I, I remember signing one uh, with where Eric had signed. I call him Supercoach, so so uh, he, like I said, he he he's got his work cut out, but knowing the things that he can do, he'll get it solved. Well, I just want to call and say thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, not welcome. only for the basketball I got, but for well, being such a great coach, great man, and uh, someone I'd like to pattern myself after. So, Doctor, I, okay. I, here's how you can tell for sure that is Coach Richardson's signature. Number one, it's very legible. And how many yes, famous people's signatures are not legible? And two, he writes left-handed, so you can look at the slant, and you'll see it's written left-handed, and you can tell for sure it's his. How's that? Exactly. It, it, it's real. And, uh, I, I, you know, one of my most prized possessions, and I will never forget it. My brother and father bought that for me at the Dover Education Association Banquet. And, uh, I, you know, I'm just overwhelmed. Well, very good. Well, good luck. Very good. Yeah. I'm glad you got it. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Dale, and Thank good you. luck in retirement. That's right. Thanks. Coach, I've got one for you from Mitch, and this is Mitch and NWA from our Asher Record Service Company. Lafayette Feedback says, would you get an, give an update on Coach Mike Anderson? Okay. Well, he, he's struggling uh, from the standpoint of games won and lost going, going down the stretch because they are also trying to, to uh, uh, get themselves in a position. Well, he's got to win to me and my estimation. He's probably have to win the, win the tournament. Uh, in order to get that bid, because Big East is, I've watched quite a bit of their basketball games. They they got quite a few basketball teams that are that are pretty strong. But uh, he seems to have. I think this is probably uh, started off as one of the best years that he's had since he's been up there. That I think he's in his fourth year now. All right, coach. We got to step aside for a moment. Hang tight. That is Coach Nolan Richardson. Thanks to. Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas, Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. We'll come back and wrap up Drive Time Sports in just one moment. It's Slim Sanity at Slim Chickens, featuring a head-to-head matchup of two new wing flavors. Get some saucy sweet heat, honey hot, a glaze of honey mixed with maple and smoldering cayenne. Or that tangy southern taste of Carolina Gold. A zesty, rich southern sauce with a subtle kick. Try them with a meal or feed your hungry crowd. Delicious additions to the House Wing Flavors lineup. Celebrate 20 years of Slim's with a birthday cheesecake jar dessert. Only at Slim Chickens. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports, you're the Buzz Radio Network. It's time for Rolling with Nolan 
on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now in Cabot. And if you would, Rick, talk about the Yvonne Richardson Foundation. I need to check with Nolan during the week sometime to see if somebody's helped out here. I, I would hope that our great listening audience, especially when you call in and say, boy, what an honor, Nolan. Nolan's not retired from work. He is still working on behalf of families in the state of Arkansas and other areas who need help. And so if you appreciate having Coach on the, on the radio, and Slim Chickens does, and everything Slim Chickens would pay normally to someone for being on, is going to uh, the Yvonne Richardson Foundation, not to Nolan Richardson. So I hope there'll be out, some out in our audience who will support Coach's appearances on the show by sending a check to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation. There are a lot of great things you can give to. I fully understand that. And uh, But if you send a check to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation, 4057 North Humount, H-U-G-H-M-O-U-N-T Road, Fayetteville, Arkansas, 72704. 4057 North Humount Road, Fayetteville, Arkansas, 72704. Your money will go to a good cause. You do not have to worry about that. It's tax deductible, so you're giving to a great cause. And um, it'd be a great way to show Coach Richardson how much you appreciate the hour he spends with us each week on the program. I want to, just, I want to say thanks to uh, Stephanie Brown. Uh, thanks for her donation. And we really appreciate it. Very good. Thank you. Very good. All right, we've got a caller for Coach. Okay. This is The Kane. Kane, good afternoon. you got a question or comment for Coach Richardson. You're doggone right. Jonesboro High School here at Kane, the home <laughs> high school of Ali Thompson, who Coach Richardson Kane recruited him, and he played for Coach Richardson. And, Coach, I want to thank you for giving my nephew the opportunity to play for you. i tell you what, Ali Boy was the greatest athlete I think I'd ever coached. I mean, I, I, I've had a cool, tremendous amount of athletes and players, but no one was as athletic. Is that young yeah, I heard that uh, Coach Anderson put a, a dime on top of the backboard, told Ali to jump and change that dime and, and put a nickel up there and take the dime down. And he did. <laughs> the boy and I heard that he, I heard that he, I heard that he left five cents change. He he went up and got the dime, and, and, and on his way back down, he left a nickel. <laughs> But anyway, Coach, I'm listening to you, and uh, I, I appreciate everything that you did for the Razorbacks. And uh, keep up the good work. All right. Thank you very much. Tell Ali again. Hello. Thank you, Kane. Okay, so, Coach, you, we didn't answer one of the other questions we got asked by. One was the most fun okay. player you've ever coached. But the other one was, when you, all the basketball you're watching right now, is there any team out there that's playing anywhere similar to where you yeah. played? The, the style that you played? It, you know, it's very difficult to play the way we play because, we, you know, the rules are set by me and, and, and how to play that type of game. And, and that's 
trapping and eruptions and things of that nature. Is it, you know, uh, Shaka, uh, I think he's at Marquette now. His, his team is, is similar to that. Uh, the kid at, at Missouri, uh, his players, they're not as big, but he's got them all over the floor. I mean, he creates a problem when, you, when you're just a pest. And he, to me, that's that's what it's all about. And you know, while I'm on that kind of subject, you know, Todd Day is a Philander Smith coach. Yeah. Just barely got beat out, I guess, yes. last night or night before. And the he finals. had a wonderful year. And I'd like to congratulate Todd. You know, we I have a few coaches out there. He's one of them, and he's doing a, a very good job. And uh, I don't know if they play the way we play, but knowing Todd. They're getting after it because his dad was a coach also. What kind of pride does it give you when you see some of your former players or some of your assist, former assistant coaches get head coaching jobs? Oops, did we lose him? Did we get cut off? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Coach, what kind of pride does it give you to when – I can't hear you. Of, when some of your former players – or some of your former uh, assistants hear you at all. head coaching jobs. Coach, Randy, can you hear me? Barely, barely. Okay. Well, Randy, ask him that question. Hmm. <laughs> all right, Coach, I'll, uh, I'll ask you the question. What kind of satisfaction does it give you to see some of your former players or even uh, the coaches that coach under you go on to have success? Could you say that again? I could barely hear you. Wow. How did we get um, here? Yeah, I don't know what to do. I don't know whether to, to hang up on Coach and that. I got it. I got it. I can hear you now. Good. There Very you good. go. All right, Rick, try it again. Okay. What, what satisfaction does it give you when a guy like Todd or anybody that formerly played for you or formerly was an assistant coach has success as a head coach? Oh, that's a great feeling. You know, it's kind of like, you know, it's a, it becomes like a family tree, and the apple don't fall too far from that tree, and and, and you know, you get the connection of, of, you know, you got Thurman over at the high school. I got Pressy with with Coach Anderson, Anderson, and the, the thing about the Anderson group is, I coached uh, Mike Anderson and I coached DJ Cleveland, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, so there's three in one spot. If I went to see one game, I got a chance to look at, at the guys that I had part of being uh, with them. Uh, it just, you know, you, you don't know who and which player will will succeed or, or, or become what you would call big time. But, you know, when I look back at, at, at Eddie Sutton and I look back at my coach, Don Haskins, and they, they came from Mr. Iba. Uh, you know, it's like a tree. And then I came as a player that made a Hall of Famer from Haskins. And it just grows, you know. Uh, it just makes you feel uh, pretty pretty special uh, uh, occupation that you were able to choose. Uh, let's see. I've got one from Piggy Smalls, Coach. Uh, well, in fact, let me do Eddie first. He's he's he sent one first. Uh, okay. Eddie says, "Ask Nolan what he thinks about changing eleven of thirteen players, freshmen, and players from the portal 
in keeping players and developing them versus, I'm sorry, versus keeping players and developing them? What is he asking me? Uh, if if it's if it's good to keep the players that that you have that are you said about something about eleven players. Well, uh, uh, coach Coach Must changed out on the roster eleven of the thirteen players from last year. From last year, okay. So 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 what was the question? He and then comparing that comparing that by just keeping the players and developing them. Well, you know, even you know, it depends. I mean, the, his style dictates the fact that you don't have to be with him four years. I mean, it, it's it's about being able to recruit the best eleven that you can play uh, or get, uh, and, and so that's why he does it that way. And, and it's been very successful with it. Coach, we got to go. As usual, it goes by too quickly. It really goes. Thank you, Coach. Have a great night. That's Coach Nolan Richardson. Thanks again to Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas.